And welcome back to the Boardroom Podcast. We're back here. We're uh, recording from Hernando High School right now. My uh, alma mater, man. My alma mater. I, I didn't see a... Um, I thought there would be like a Chadwick or entrance. <laughs> I don't think like I was that, I'm not that or, famous. Yeah, a plaque or something. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but we're, we're coming to you from Hernando High School because we've got a special guest uh, joining us, the new athletic director of Hernando High School. Nick Brown will be joining us later on. Uh, you know, great interview with him. Possum um, Neck. Possum Neck, Mississippi. Uh, you know, just. Uh, <laughs> what are you laughing at? I've, I'd never heard of that. That was a new one for me. That was a new one for me. But, uh, you know, he's he is the new athletic director here. Uh, there's been some, um, you know, some 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 turnover here at the high school, and he is he's the new athletic director taking things on. And um, all the programs here, you know, get a lot of successful programs that we have at Hernando High School, a lot of good community support. So uh, y'all can look forward to listening from uh, the new athletic director if you haven't heard from him yet, uh, hearing a little bit more about him. How's the soccer season going? I don't know. I'm not free for, for you. The, the oh, 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 oh. We, we had a tie in our first game. Okay. Uh, you know, the 6U, we don't keep score um, officially. I don't nah. – I, I, usually no, I'm just trying to make sure – well, I'm just score. trying to make sure all the kids are on the field. <laughs> Sometimes you got one that takes a water break in the middle of the quarter and we got didn't, didn't you playing three-on-four, two-on-four. Did, four, two on four did sometimes. Randy score a goal? She did. She did. She got her first goal. Um, so she was real excited about that. Yeah, so, that's good. You know, she's playing 6U and then, um, you know, and while I'm playing uh, – 12U, and so we've just had one game there, um, and got a couple more this week. So they're just clicking right along. I mean, soccer season's uh, soccer, in full swing. That's, high, I'm, I'm coaching Haifa team. We're, we're yep. starting uh, – we have a jamboree Saturday, getting that going. Mm-hmm. So we play every Saturday. Uh, What's y'all's team name? Are y'all – We're the White Tigers. So every team's the Tigers. They're just a different color. So oh, okay. We're, we're Wickers the white, white Tigers. Wickers White Tigers. That's there right. you go. Okay. So we're, we, we, got, we got a lot of kids. It's flag football, them. right? Yeah, flag football. Okay. We have a lot of kids that are learning to play, and we're going to have a, a good time for sure. Well, at least it's starting to cool down a little bit for y'all. It seems like the the weather's slowly, slowly, but surely starting to change from that, that crazy heat wave we had Man, a couple weeks ago. And terrible. Yeah, I think we're finally finally starting to see the first hint of fall. So I know everybody's uh, enjoying that and probably getting on the patio a little bit more and enjoying uh, some enjoying Ole, some Ole Miss fo- football. Yeah, that's the, you got you got all the college sports are getting cranked up it's, here, and it's, it's hard to watch a game seventy three to seven. I'll be honest with you, and I'm, I'm a diehard diehard Ole Miss fan, but man, well, all the three big schools, uh, I don't know what Delta State did, you know, yeah. but uh, the big the big three, Ole Miss, uh, State, and Southern Miss, all won their first game by you know twenty five plus points or right. whatever. So everybody had a blowout win in the first week. So. Uh, everybody's positive this week. Everybody's everybody's coffee tastes a little bit better on a Sunday morning when you win uh, <laughs> right. when you win your football right. game on Saturday. So, um, well, so we've got uh, we talk talk. This is kind of a sports packed episode. We're talking athletic director. Yeah. We've been talking football and soccer, but yeah. uh, we're going to talk a little bit about city business. Uh, yeah. We had uh, the board of aldermen had our uh, first regularly scheduled meeting in September. Um, just last night, we're recording this on a Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, so just last night, so the, we're fresh off a meeting. Fresh. Um, the uh, you know the big news out of a couple things. One is uh, the budget for the city was approved. The fiscal year twenty twenty four budget was approved. A forty one million dollar budget, which includes all of the um, you know all of the uh, the, the funds that have yeah. to go into it. So it's um, but without any kind of tax increase. So you, you shouldn't see any kind of tax increase to your property tax. Um, which is a you're certainly jumping, a positive. You're jumping right into it, man. You just well, I'm just hitting high notes real quick. Okay, okay. Uh, and also, there's some uh, there's some uh, there's some funds that have been put in there for improving uh, parks. Uh, soccer lighting is included in that. Um, you know, there's approximately um, six million dollars, six point seven million dollars that are put into park improvements. Um, you know, whether it's soccer lighting or there's some, you know, some baseball, softball fields to be constructed uh, in the future. There's there's a uh, master plan that the city's going to s- kind of slowly but surely start to uh, to implement uh, within working in its own budget. Uh, you know, that's what I feel like. Uh, you know, folks in Hernando told us um, when the uh, the penny for parks referendum did not pass. They're saying, hey, board, you got to work within your budget just like we do at our house. Uh, you know, just within our household budget, you know, we're taking care of things. Y'all take care of y'all's house. Well, that's exactly what we're doing. Clearly, there needs to be some investment and some improvement made 
um, within our, our parks programs and, you know, some updates that need to be made. Um, you know, whether it's for safety or ADA compliance or whatever it is, right. um, there, there's just some things that need to be done. So that those things are certainly being uh, being taken care of uh, in this in this budget. There's a bond that'll have to come out, and uh, there's still some work to be done there. But um, you know, things are slowly but surely moving forward uh, from that standpoint. Right. So it, the general fund budget. Uh, 22.1 million dollars um, you know that that's really the money that's kind of discretionary spending really um, we put a million dollars into content contingency or a rainy day fund to have in case we have a you know you know got a bit of natural disaster or some type of emergency you know a building catches fire or something like that we'll have some revenue to do that um, I think Congress about 1.1 yeah 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 we talk about that yeah, yeah but uh, you know, I, th I think I looked last night just real quick. I think seven, almost seven million dollars is, is police. Uh, I think six million dollars is um, fire. So you thirteen million of that twenty two million is um, about sixty five percent. Yeah, about sixty five percent. Then you got you know uh, animal. If you want to count the animal shelter in that, um, as being you know a first responder, that's that's another couple. Um, yeah, so that's part of the yeah. part of the police budget, though, right? Right. So the. Uh, the police total budget uh, in, in this in this budget here um, is uh, 7.3 million dollars um, so uh, that's almost a third of our our fund and then the, I'm looking at the fire here uh, the total fire budget is uh, 5.8 million um, so 12 million dollars there's been a and I think that this board has had a consistent um, approach of taking care of public safety. Um, I feel like the public safety budget overall, so police and fire combined, um, and that includes your ambulance services, you know, some of these other things, um, you know, has, has steadily increased without any kind of tax increase. So the, uh, the natural organic increase of the budget, because the city is developing and growing um, at a, you know, a decent clip, at a conservative clip, um, those funds are being put back into, you know, public safety and also uh, infrastructure, I guess we can talk about that a little bit as well. Yeah, yeah, we we uh, I think another record number uh, of total total um, money uh, put towards street paving. Now I think I have some concerns, Ben, about you know mm -hmm. how that if we can maintain that over the the next couple of years. But we are mm -hmm. we are putting um, uh, what is it? Uh, here it is uh, three million three hundred thousand dollars into. Um, Paving projects, uh, road repairs, and I think seven hundred thousand of that goes to the the project at Renaissance Park. Is that right? Right, and so what that is is it's a the seven hundred thousand is is the matching part of a one point seven million dollar project to kind of get, um, you know, a road built more into Renaissance Park. Um, get a tardy and, and get I didn't get a tardy. I'm I'm on time. I'm early. I was early. I was, early. I was, I was here early. Uh, but the uh, but getting getting that road built out, and then also some um, you know some enhancements to Renaissance Park, um, you know, including a I think there's a uh, was it frisbee frisbee golf uh, thing disc golf. in there disc, disc golf, golf. yeah yeah uh, there's a, I think a pavilion and some other things that are gonna you know further enhance you know Renaissance Park and make it a little more usable yeah um, the biggest part is I mean you know building a road out is always an expensive part of it but that will help to get us to where you I know think future ball fields uh, and things like that are being built if y'all are familiar with that pro I think that gets us to the ditch I believe okay and at some point we'll have to cross the ditch okay um, and, fi and li listen you can you can go explore Renaissance Park there's trails there's walking trails that are all through there um, that you know the previous board you know did uh, you know had some of those installed and um, they're good walking trails that are back in there, and you can you can definitely explore it. But the park needs a, certainly needs some work. Um, it's about you know 50, 60 acres of land. It takes a lot of uh, takes a lot of funds to make that happen. So that's one part of it. The other you know out of that 3.3 for paving, 700 of that, 2.6 million for for neighborhood streets. Um, we'd like to see. Um, we're, we're still working on that list. I think every alderman has their own you know, list in their head of places that need to, you know, be addressed. Uh, Alderman Miller, I think, was saying last night we needed to go back and look at, you know, previous road studies that have been done and I don't know if we've ever talked about it on the podcast, but I believe in 2016 or 17, 18, that mm -hmm. time frame, the city uh, worked with uh, Civil Link to develop a, 
long-term city improvement plan mm -hmm. um, and listed the streets that need to be repaired and that's what mr. Miller is talking about mm -hmm. make sure we're following that plan I don't I don't know how how well we follow that plan um, I, I know I know in, in my particular ward um, we've tried to follow it the best we can um, but I think the problem with it is that it's you know how, how many ice storms have you had since that's then right. and somebody right. you know there's there's development that occurs and the um there's new roads that have been built new neighborhoods that have been built in the last six years so that's that's the challenge with, with well, just, following just it. think about the population growth and what's mm -hmm. that six years now since that's been done well i know like center street for example right there where the the baptist church is and some yes. of that, that that's, yeah. that's pretty because there's been some you know there's been some projects that have been done in that area there's yep. been some concrete trucks and asphalt trucks that have rode through yep. there and it tears the road up I mean, there's nothing yeah. no, no way it's around like Vaden, it. you know Vaden, we did Vaden mm -hmm, this year mm -hmm. yeah uh, but you know we're, we're we are i think uh, i speak for one but i think we're all uh dedicated uh to uh doing the best we can each year to continue to improve the roads we, we, i know i heard that from constituents was that they want to see improvements to the roads and we've tried to do that i mean we've record numbers of uh investment each year um and speaking more to that we, we that was another thing we did last night is we set, accepted um uh, or we're moving forward on engineering services you gonna go through um, the agenda for, make sure we don't miss anything well i just yeah that'll work fire off what you got well we, we opened up with the pledge of allegiance by um mill sanders and uh Alexander Dixon, I think they did yeah. a good job there. They did awesome. Hernando Elementary this year is going to be mm -hmm. sending two people to each meeting to uh, do the do the Pledge of Allegiance. They did great. Um, yeah, we got into the consent agenda. Nothing there of, of great concern. Uh, this is all posted online if you want to if you want to look at it. Um, some training for our police and fire. Um, a lot of free training too. I like the free training. Uh, we hired two what, two three police officers, uh, a lady for utilities. Gave her a promotion to another lady who's moving from planning to um, uh, the, uh, I guess, what's that, deputy bookkeeper? Is that, I think, is the title we gave her. Um, we, we declared uh, September 25th through the 29th as Stormwater Awareness Week. Um, so, you, you, you had, let me ask you, Ben, <laughs> when, you, when, you, when you have Stormwater Awareness Week, did you get a party for that? Do we have a. I don't festival and what would it be i mean would you hey, like a slip and slide yeah that's perfect that's perfect yeah we might have to work on that stormwater awareness week yeah that's, that's coming up uh we allowed wesley meadows to do food trucks for their carnival in the meadows that's a pretty mm -hmm. cool event they do we allowed food trucks for the hometown headliners coming up that's starting mm -hmm. uh is that uh is that is thursday thir yeah first every every thursday in september yeah yeah i got baseball practice on thursday man i've got soccer practice on thursday so i'm with you uh, we signed a contract with Wagner Engineering uh, to uh, design the McInvale overlay project. That's your ward. You want to talk about that, Ben, what that is? Yeah, so the uh, Metropolitan Planning Organization um, you know, gave the city a grant uh, that we have to we have to pitch a little money in for it. Um, a little? Well, I mean, for the overall cost. I mean, it was, it's an 80-20 grant, a $2.6 million, $2.7 million project to to overlay all five lanes of Mackinville from 269 to, to Pleasant Hill Road. Obviously, desperately needs it. Anybody that's ridden on that recently, there's orange cones everywhere, uh, diverting traffic. You know, the, yeah. the high school construction has, um, you know, there's a lot of big trucks that have just torn the road up. I mean, it's sure. it's, it's it's really, really bad. It's going to have to be done. Uh, but we're, we're starting the process to get it, you know, engineered and designed um, so that we can hopefully, uh, maybe over the summer, go ahead and get it paved. Um, I, I think the general thought is that the high school will be far enough along in construction by then that most of the heavy truck work will be will be done. Um, you know, but we do have to kind of get that thing moving forward because these grant funds do expire um, at some point or another. Mm -hmm. So you you need to kind of show that you're making some progress there. So um, that's sort of the idea there. Obviously, it needs to be done. It'll be fresh asphalt ready for the, uh, you know, the 2025. When 2025 rolls around, that high school opens up, they'll hopefully have a uh, fresh, clean road to uh, be driving on. Yep. Uh, next thing we did was we amended the uh, plumbing code to, uh, prior to this amendment, if, if a facility had an occupancy of more than 15, they would require water fountains in their business. Okay. And I think this is cost prohibitive to some smaller businesses. Yeah. And so we, have, we changed that to if you have an occupancy of uh, 100 or more. Um, so that that should help relieve some of the small business issues there. Um, Fifteen uh, item fifteen, we donated five hundred dollars for a student to attend the uh, 
Hernando High School Choir, uh, Music Mississippi Choir Teacher Conference in Hattiesburg. Um, we've done that from time to time to help financially these students make, make these uh, traveling arrangements. Uh, we approved a contract with Hills uh, Pet Nutrition uh, to buy, to provide uh, food for our animal shelter. Um, increased yeah, they gave us, some, gave us some discounts and stuff. Yeah, on that yeah, it's going to be fine. Yes. Um, uh, approved uh, increase to their block rental fee for $50. Um, and then we approved a surplus in property from the Parks Department, which, you know, I, I was looking at this. Man, I, I may want that Guitar Hero microphone, man. We surplused a Guitar Hero yeah, microphone? That's what it says, Guitar Hero microphone. Okay. It says trash, $0. It must be broken. It may, that, that may be worth something to my son now. Yeah, uh, I don't know. And then let's see, we approved uh, purchasing guidelines to make sure we're aligned with the federal project we're doing. For our, all the ARPA? Yes. American Recovery Plan Act yeah. funds. We have to follow the federal purchasing guidelines. Yep. And then uh, number 20, uh, we approved MO, uh, MOA, which is a... Uh, uh, should be MOU, Memorandum yeah. of Understanding. But yeah, I think this is a Memorandum of Agreement is what this is. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Same thing, same thing between MDOT and City of Hernando. There you go. Uh, for your, the Ben Piper roundabout at uh, Highway 51 <laughs> and West Oak Grove. I Trust Road. me. If it was up to me, it would not be a roundabout. And, and there was one me. gentleman there. He's pretty upset. Y'all taking this little piece of corner there. He, he was hot about that. Yeah, and I don't. I want to say that the roundabout is going to take more of the Conger Park property. That was that was my that was one of my issues yeah, with know, it when I saw the design of it. Is that you're what, trying to save the trees? Well, I mean, it, it's really more about like, is it going to be safe? You know, having a roundabout that close to the park, but you know, it seems like it's it, it's not going to be. I'm off. I didn't want. People are looking at. Oak Grove and 51 right now, that roundabout's not going to go slap dab in the middle. It's going to go to yeah, the southeast. Yeah. Um, you know, and so. if somebody wants to go to our Facebook page, the Boardroom Podcast, we've, we've posted that. Design. We do, we do. But, yeah, I think that, I mean, I, I, I completely understand where that guy's coming from. If, yeah. you've got a, if you've got a house or a property that, yeah. you know, well, you I think he, you know, I think he was upset with uh, energy as well because mm -hmm. something about some power lines or something. Yeah. Um, and then we also then approved uh, to purchase the easements for that property. Uh, we, we've got some appraisals on there. It's not, not really going to be that, that expensive to purchase those. Um, then we approved the MOU with the Mississippi Outdoor Stewardship Board of Trustees for the Renaissance Park Enhancement. That's what we spoke about earlier. That's a total one, uh, $1 $1.7 million project. I think that's an 80-20 project, too, so that the 700000 be our mm -hmm. piece of that. And that's to you know improve the, the backside there. Um, we approved a uh, cooperative public ambulance service agreement with DeSoto County uh, and with the city of Hernando. And what that does, they, they essentially, every five years, they give us a little money to help purchase a new ambulance. Yeah. And, and we had put in the budget 300000 for an ambulance, and I think the county is going to give us 135000 so that's going to offset that mm -hmm. cost. And we'll be able to use those funds, hopefully put it in our contingency or, uh, you know, whatever the board sees fit to do. Uh and then Ben uh, made a motion to uh, increase the garbage rates, right? I did not. Huh? That wasn't me. That wasn't so, me. Uh, I do think that, uh, you know, people may not be aware of that, but the our contract with uh, with Waste Connections uh, did did expire, so we, we entered into contract negotiations with them. Um, you know, I think our city attorney did the best he could to try to keep uh, garbage rates as low as possible, but, um, you know, just with – we haven't had a garbage rate increase in six years, um, and there was some, you know, there were some additional costs there due to inflation and due to the rising cost of employ employment. Yeah, so, these things. so so just everyone knows, um, we're going from seventeen fifty to twenty two dollars. Uh, so you're going to see an additional. Um, and that's on increase tra on trash, trash and brush pickup. Yeah, and that's right. And then if you if you um, if you have an extra can, I think it's going to be. Uh, it's going from five dollars to six sixty. Six sixty three, and then the recycling is going to six sixty three. Um, and so you will see that coming, I guess, at the, on your next, I guess that'd be the October bill. Um, anyway, I, I don't think people, I think people understand that, uh, you know, inflation, everything, the costs have gone up, employees have gone up, gas has gone up. And so I don't think that's a problem. I know what I've heard from some constituents is um, some accountability for the, mm -hmm. for the, for the vendor there. Cause I know they've missed several, several people's garbage and, and and routinely miss some people's um and i think we've worked on that we and my understanding ben you may help me explain this a little clearer is that there's a, some kind of clause in that agreement that if 
Uh, they miss a pro if they miss your garbage, you notify the city. We notify Waste Connections, and they don't pick it up within 24 hours, and they're they're fined a hundred dollars mm -hmm. right? per per instance per instance per house. So, you know, in the past, you might have had, um, you know, if you called and said, "Listen, my, my trash hasn't been picked up in two weeks," you might have seen a a credit for eight dollars or something like that. Basically, you know, giving you that eight dollars back or whatever else. And um, you know, now I think what we'll be able to do is if you have a hundred dollar credit like that you could you know you could credit it for for a greater period of time potentially um you know there's certainly an inconvenience uh well i know, mean to, i to think the, i think the the my, my thought is that that's such a, that is a pretty punitive amount so maybe they'll you know they get a couple of those they'll make sure their garbage gets picked up you know that's mm -hmm. that's what people want they just want their garbage picked up every once a week well i think what it'll ensure what it should ensure is that when it's reported the, yeah. how, how it needs to be reported when it's reported in within 24 hours it'll be picked up yeah. so if it's missed it's not going to be a week two weeks three weeks you know whatever it might be that's right yeah and and, and you and i both have those houses and that's the thing that what i think people would be surprised to learn is that out of the you know ten thousand houses or whatever they're picking up it's usually a very small number of misses yeah it's yeah, it's, it's not fun. it's not you know that they're picking up 90 percent of them there's a thousand houses missing it's you know they, they're doing ten thousand and there's 80 you know, so the percentage of it is very, very small. But the problem is, is that it's these repeat occurrences. That's when it gets kind of, you know, if it's one, if it, if, yes, if it gets, and, and if it gets missed once a year, you know, people yeah. are, people are human, you know, maybe, but the, the biggest thing I would say too, for folks is, you know, get that trash can out there. Yeah. And, you know, but you know, before, right. before 7am, make sure it's, you know, cause, cause they do have uh, the technology to have cameras on the, on the trucks and, and see if the trash can is actually out there or not. And yeah. if it's not put out there, then it's not going to get picked up. Yeah. But you know, I think the residents just get frustrated when you know every mm -hmm. every other week their garbage is missed and, and it's just oh, yeah. frustrating. And um, but I, hopefully this will hold them accountable and we, we can correct that problem and uh, move forward. Yeah. Uh, I think right now there's uh, for whatever reason that the, the if anybody's seen DeSoto County just went with a new uh, with went waste connections and they're seeing a pretty 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 substantial increase in their um, uh, their their collection costs. So I know whatever reason what maybe we need to start a, a garbage collection company. I, uh, I'd, I would think that that would be pretty lucrative, but you gotta, you gotta figure out where you're gonna take it all. <laughs> you can collect it, but where are you gonna put it? That's right. Collecting That's it's right. the, collecting is the easy part. Finding a spot for it's the problem. And then lastly, we, we approve the budget. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, a budget, I mean, what I've all, I think I've said on here before, a budget's kind of, um, outlines the board and the, and the mayor's, uh, and the city's priorities. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy that this budget does in, does have some, um, Four percent pay raise to the employees, which I think is um, basically keeping up with keeping up with inflation. Inflation, but, but um, it's just it's, as as we if if we ever have a, a year or two where we don't have the continued growth, we're going to be in trouble. I mean, I think I'm safe to say that um, we, we've we've been yeah. very fortunate where we've had you know la I guess the last seven, eight, nine years um, we we've had um, continued growth and you know sales tax numbers are higher property taxes come in at two three four percent increase you know we had a seven percent increase two years ago um and, and but at some point you know we, we we if we have a you know economic downturn and we have a we have a you know a slow time we we, we are going to have to make some really really tough decisions i think well and that was you know i i i preached on that a little bit and i'm sure people get sick of me talking about it or whatever else at the meetings but you know i really I advocated for us considering a 3% increase, sure, which, sure. you know, I understand people probably listening are like, well, I didn't get any raise last year at my job or whatever. I'm with you. I, I hear you. Um, and, and a difference between 4 and 3% would save the city approximately $120,000. Well, if that's something that we can put in contingency, we're that much closer to getting to, you know, what my goal is, which is to have, you know, 10% of what we spend annually. So you mentioned it earlier, what's the general fund budgets, 21 million, $22 million. $22 So in the best practice, in my opinion, is for us to have a contingency of $2.2 million and to work towards it. Now we have slowly worked towards that. We started at 600,000 and now we're at 1.1. So we've almost doubled it, you know, in our time as aldermen, but I'd like to see that accelerated, you know, if at all possible. And when you have flat budgeting within your, you know departments then you can make that happen sure um you know and, and another thing that i'm happy to see was that we we, we are investing in our, our our park system we're mm -hmm. going to take a i believe a six 
$6.7 million bond. I can't mm-hmm. remember. Mm-hmm. We're, we'll discuss that later on, but we're going to take a pretty substantial bond and, and make some improvements to Renaissance Park and then hopefully put some some lights at the soccer field. Um, I mean, I, I played a game out there, uh, what was that, Thursday night, and kind of kind of embarrassed about what we had out there for lights. So. Yeah, and it's, it's not just so people understand and when you hear $700,000 for lights, you're like, golly, that's a lot of money for some soccer lights. But So it would light the if – you're, if you're going out there currently – when you're when you're going into the complex, it's the the field area to your right behind the concession stand, kind of. Um, so we've got one big patch of land that's that's lit, and so this would be kind of the second phase of the of um, you know getting this complex lit, um, and it would cover more of the U eight U six you know players currently, uh, which is the largest you know the largest participation areas. But then additionally, it would also put lighting in throughout the parking lot. Uh, which there's no lighting in the parking lot currently. It's it's honestly it's dangerous. Um, it's not safe out out there at nighttime um, when people are getting done with games and practices. Yes, the field's lit, but then you go out to a dark parking lot and you got kids that are chasing balls or doing whatever else. Um, you know, the, the lighting has to be done. Um, it, it should have been done seven years ago when the when the complex was being completed, but you know, I guess the money wasn't there or. Um, there wasn't a desire to get it done or maybe it was going to be phased in, you know, with, with the help of, you know, friends of Hernando soccer and some of these groups. Um, but again, $700,000, it's a lot of money. You know, it's, it, it was probably 400,000 back then, but it was, it was going to be a huge expense no matter how you, how you slice it. Yeah. Well, f- frankly, I think we missed a boat on that, that complex when it was developed. When was it first out there? Uh, 11, 12, 13. And there was like a lot that. of, and there's a lot of volunteers that raised a lot of money and, to uh, get it to where, where it is. You know, for whatever reason, this, I guess the city was not in a financial position to help and, and make some, mm-hmm. improvements. it's getting there now. I mean, I think this year it looks great out there though. They got mm-hmm. some gates up to keep the balls from going to the street and yep. uh, fields look great. Um, and, and, but, we we got a couple more tweaks to do. I think lighting would be the the last biggest thing we have left. And um, and you may notice too if you've been out there, if you've been out at the soccer field, you may notice that there's some parking bumpers um, that have been installed yeah. right at the right at the entrance um, in an area that was is not meant for parking. But I used people to park would, there. I used to see you parked over there all the time. I never parked there. Huh? You and your people wife would, you park people right there would back in and park park right there at the entrance, and it made it into a one way in right. and out. And That's so it was right. just. It, that was something – the reason why those are there is because it was kind of getting tougher for people to get in and yes. out of the complex yes. quickly. So we're trying to we're trying to mitigate some of that as well. But um, it does look a lot better out there. I think adding you know, adding the lighting is just going to get it to a better place. And yeah, at, I think at, so. At that point, the complex will basically be complete. There's a little bit more parking, you know, space that needs to be sure. done at some point. But, um, you know, that can be for a, a later date. Right now it's just keeping the complex safe. Well, anything else on the budget? You done? Yeah, I mean, I you know, I'll, I'll say that I think that you know we we made a good priority of trying to get the rainy day fund or the contingency fund you know boosted as much as we can. I definitely would like to see it you know a little closer to that two million dollar mark, but um, you know at the expense of you know roads that need to be paved. I mean, you could easily say um, you know if your if your decision was should we pave more streets or should we save more money? I think most people are going to say we need to pave more streets. We need to get caught up. Um, and so that's kind of the trade-off there. Yeah. Well, I want to thank all the department heads and the mayor for, for working and putting the budget together. It was a lot of, they, they knew that it was going to be a tough year this year, I think, and they, they did take a lot out. Um, so that, that I appreciate that. Um, made, it, made it a little easier to do. Um, Officially added another school resource officer to the police budget. Yeah, well, we added, um, so we added was... another police officer, another school mm-hmm. resource officer that's supplemented by – the school board, uh, I think mm-hmm. they're going to pay 60000 60, of their salary. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think they wanted some type of admin staff person mm-hmm. to, to do uh, free information requests is what they what they said. So um, There's that. And then um, we're building, buying a new, buy a new ambulance. So, uh, you know, some, sometime in the spring, hopefully, yeah, we'll have a, have a new ambulance. Um, and we're, we're, It'll have to be staffed out next year. So that's some of the things that we start to think about, too. I think when you look at these budgets and and just to talk through my decision how my decision making process works is you're getting a new ambulance this year well that's a one-time expense but the recurring expense you're going to have in future budgets is not employees supplies for it employees for it you know where is that where does that potentially come from so there's going to have to be some things moved around um you know budget wise or we're going to need to see you know a you know more revenue come in from sales tax or whatever to to try to help balance future budgets so There's still a lot to uh, a lot a lot of unknowns out there, and and ultimately when it comes down to these budgets, folks, I'd tell you that it's numbers on a page. It's the best guess that the executive branch has given to the legislative branch, 
Um, you know, it's based on previous year um, revenues and expenses, and that's based on previous years and so on and so forth. But none of us can ultimately know what the future holds. That's right. Yeah. Um, and that's why I always I, – I probably tend more towards – a more conservative approach of trying to save as much as we possibly are you, can. Are you conservative? That's what I hear. That's what I, I hear. Somebody told me that. So, um, but you try to tend more towards that because you don't know what's going to happen. Um, you know, I want to, I want to look out for the livelihood of our, you know, employees, but also, you know, the city as a whole. Yeah. We want, I think we want to leave this place better than we left it. And, um, you know, we don't want to make any decisions that will have negative, negatively affected. Anyway, I, I, so our, just to finish up our, our total meals and our budgets, 40.7654. I think that puts us the second lowest in the county, and and if you compare us to the state, fairly low. So, um, yeah, we'll it's Olive Branch, and then I'm, I'm gonna try to get it to forty even next year. I'm really gonna push that. Yeah, think? I mean, you know, when you think about it, Mills hundred ninety thousand. So, you know, you can definitely, you know, people. I don't know how much people will see on their bill, right, on their mm -hmm. tax bill, sure, uh, from a de from a decrease of one mill, but you would see some some small decrease there. So. Yeah. If we can make it happen, we definitely will certainly try. I think try. we're going in the right direction. We, we've made mm -hmm. some improvements, and uh, we'll keep fighting for it. So you want in there, Ben? Yeah, I mean, I, I'll just say, you know, we're, we're, we're going to be looking at, you know, the lighting project that we, that we, uh, that we talked about earlier. Um, we'll be putting out a, uh, you know, request for quote on that soon and uh, hopefully get those numbers back, and maybe, hey, and maybe well, it'll come in you know, under budget. You well, never know. One thing we didn't talk about is we are, we did purchase or are in the process of purchasing. Um, mm hmm the Civic Center Park, uh, Civic That's Center right. Fields, and so uh, a substantial amount of that bond is going to be some improvements there. You know, new concession stand, and, and we still have to debate about uh, exactly how we're going to do the fields and things like that. But uh, we're going to invest, you know, substantial amount of money there in the next next year or so. I think we'll be able to get on the same page at some point. You know, yeah. I think it's just you know people have to get out there and put their eyes on it and, yeah. and go experience yeah. it when games are going on and some of those things. So I think the as long as the board spends their due diligence time going out there and seeing what the current state is, they can know where sure. we can go, you know, from here on out. Sure. So. All right. Well, we'll uh, bring on our guests. Yeah, we've got Nick Brown, the uh, new athletic director for Hernando High School. He's our guest uh, this week. Possum Neck. Possum Neck, Mississippi. He's going to be telling us a little bit more about what his daily duties are and kind of what he sees uh, for the future Hernando High School athletics, including – the new stadium, the new fields, all the stuff that's going on that's getting built in it, right. uh, on Mackinville Road. So we're going to bring him on now. He's our guest speaker this week. Now we're joined by our uh, special guest this week, Chad. We've got Nick Brown, the new athletic director here at Hernando High School. Uh, you know, we brought in Coach Brown to talk a little bit more about, you know, his background and kind of help introduce him to folks here in the Hernando community. Um, Coach, thanks so much for joining us. Yes, sir. And so a little bit about our podcast, we talked to you a little about it a little bit. Chad and I are both aldermen here in Hernando, and, um, you know, we kind of created this podcast to give, you know, community leaders, business leaders, you know, sometimes it's political folks, you know, whatever, just a chance to talk about, you know, themselves a little bit, you know, a little bit more casual, you know, nothing too serious. So we appreciate you uh, taking a few minutes with us. Glad to be here. Yeah, absolutely. So well, tell us a little bit more about your background, kind of where you're uh, what your story is, how you ended up here. Um, it all started with football for me. I mean, I'm, high school, that's all we all we did. I went to Ackerman High School, uh, played for Ricky Woods, went to a couple state championships, and I really enjoyed uh, the game. And uh, I wasn't good enough to go past high school, so <laughs> I went the academic route. Is that, was Ricky Woods, is he, he ended up at South Panola and then Starkville and – yeah, Georgia, he, all over. Yeah. He won like big time fifty state championships or something crazy, right? <laughs> he that dude did nothing but win win football games. That's exactly what he did. But we were talking before we uh, got got recording. You're from kind of an interesting place. Where were you, where were you from originally? My dad's whole family is from Possum Neck, Mississippi. Possum Neck, okay. Yeah. Twelve miles east of west. There you go. <laughs> 12 miles east of west. Yep. I tell everybody, <laughs> oh, I get, get okay. it out of the way. I got you. You know where west is, Ben? I, it's, um, it's like, is it south of Grenada? It's, yeah, it's you down go down 55 yeah. past Vaden and you, yeah. you see west exit. I've seen, I've seen it <laughs> on the way down to the coast or something, but uh, yeah. have never stopped there. Yeah. I don't know if there's, you know, is there anything down there? Is it just Absolutely hunting? Absolutely not a thing. There's, just, no, there's one gas station that's got to be 100 years old. Just <laughs> Riding four wheelers and 
going that's hunting. That's pretty much it. All there is to do, yes. And play and playing football, yes. So how how did you get to the DeSoto County area? My parents bought a house um, on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. They were going to move down there, uh, and then Hurricane Katrina wiped the house and everything else down uh-huh. <laughs> down there. So instead of going south, they came north, and uh, they knew some people from back home that had moved up here in the school system and you know that was 20 something years ago so it was a lot smaller even then than it is now and uh that's kind of where i got my start getting the family back together right so, right so y'all, y'all relocated i guess to desota county is that we did yeah um okay. my parents were here i don't know three or four years before i came along yeah and you got to got to coaching and, and teaching and I did. I went to DeSoto Central Middle, and um, I was just an assistant football coach. I was new in the school system. I think yeah. I was 23. Was that when Case oh, was well. when Case to hit the uh, principal over there? No, I had um, Chad White. Okay. He was okay. there before uh, Mr. Case. He hired me there, and then I told uh, Mr. Case came, and he was there several years, and then he left, and then uh, Mr. Williams, Brian okay. Williams, came along, so. So you've been over in DeSoto Central for some for a good bit of time, huh? Sixteen years. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, what was attractive about? I mean, obviously, you know, it's a it's a the high school level being athletic director. But what was uh, what was enticing for you, I guess, to to take on this position and and be at Hernando High School? Um, I'm a big I'm a big family person, and uh, this school's a big family place. Um, a lot of my nieces and nephews and my kid goes here. Every, my whole, all my friends in town, they all, I lived in Hernando even when I worked at Soda Center. Sure, yeah. Because my parents lived here. So all of my kids have friends the same age and parents, and I just, I know everybody. And uh, if I can bring along, I like to be able to help people, you know, say I've got a friend, that kid's trying out for baseball. He can call me and say, what do I need to do? Mm-hmm. I can take care of it. Sure. And sure. I, I like that, the family aspect of it. Mr. Case has built a – I don't even know what you'd call it. It's a very uh, tight-knit school. Yeah, they, they, yeah. He's, he's a good guy. They help each other. The teachers do. The coaches help each other, and it's a good thing. You can – so high school football player – uh, I think you can t- if you if y'all ever meet Coach Brown, I think you'll be able to tell right away. You just look at his hands. You play offensive lineman. Yeah. What, what well, position do you play? I, they, they, he got those <laughs> offensive lineman hands. I'm just. Are saying. you saying he's not a receiver? No, I don't think he was a receiver. I don't know. <laughs> I got thrown one pass <laughs> the whole career at uh, tight end, and it almost hit me in the face before I ever turned and looked at it. When I when I turned back to look at it, it was by me. So well, you never yeah. know. Somebody with the tight end maybe can catch a pass. I was a nose guard guy. Yeah. Go, okay, defensive guy. That's the All guys right. you got. You got. They got to. You got to go low. That's right. You know, get you get your leverage and, and drive them back. Just be meaner than the guy in front of you. That's pretty much it. That's it. So uh, my understanding is you're the athletic director here now. What yes, what, what what is that? What is what are those duties? Well, I uh, go to all the games, of course, um, yeah. and that's that's the best part of the day. Yeah, is getting to go <laughs> watch the kids play. Um, the eligibility is a big thing. Um, mm-hmm. Here we, you know, we have a lot of people transfer and move, mm-hmm. so helping get that right and uh, just helping the coaches do anything they need. That's what I told them the first day I met them. I said, "I'm here to help you make your job easier. Whatever you need, let me know." And okay, that's what I try to do. I think we got, you know, uh, was it uh, volleyball team seasons going on right now? They're, yep. they're, I think they're a pretty good team. Cross country, football, um, then when basketball start here another another couple of months probably. Yep, first of October. Soccer, soccer's. I think going. the. I mean, I think the golf team finished what eighth or ninth in the state last year. Um, they had some good, you know, good good talent on that team again this year. Um, I know, um, you know, Chad and I, you know, playing some of these uh, scrambles, scramble tournaments that they have to help raise money for the uh, the programs here. And um, I would say that's probably one of the biggest one of the biggest advantages here is that you got this community that financially gets behind. Um, all the programs here, absolutely. Um, from the the signs on the baseball field, and then you know at football, there's always a you know a church that's donating the pregame meal. Which you know I don't know if people realize 
those meals can be 700, 800 bucks. I mean, you're feeding, <laughs> you're feeding a hundred people. It takes a lot of money. Some big boys too. Yeah. They're, 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 <laughs> he- they're healthy, you know, so you gotta, you really gotta, um, you know, there's a lot of money tied into all that stuff. And so that's one thing I think we have unique here, um, for sure. in Hernando is you got a community that really, really supports all the teams financially, whether it's the, from the, from the, you know, the, the smaller teams, the ones that don't, you know, necessarily sell tickets and have revenue, you know, like your golf or, you know, crawl, you know, all the way up to, you know, your big programs like football. Yeah. Are you um, having any, any uh, working with the new high school that some of the fields are laying out? Do you know anything about that? or? It's one of those things where I've, I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, things kind of change from what, you know, what the plan is to what it will be. And uh, Coach Carr, especially, we've been working on uh, – looking at what the baseball field is going to be and do and just try to make it as functional and, you know, nice as possible. It's going to be a really nice place. Yeah. And then so I, somebody told me that the um, they're going to go with an artificial surface. I guess they're doing that district-wide, but Hernando will get one with the new stadium. On the, the new football, fo- absolutely, yep. yep. So every school will have it eventually. It's just kind of phased in at each. Don't quote me on it, but I think it's two um, – <laughs> Two schools every year. So I think last year was South Haven and Lewisburg got the turf. Okay. And I'm, I can't remember who the next two are, but I know that we're put in there to have the turf field for football, yeah. Everything's going that direction because, I mean, it's it's it a lot is. of money to maintain a field, right? It, it really is. Uh, a lot of grass. In my building. opinion, yeah. <laughs> in my opinion, artificial is uh, – there's no, there's no difference as far as – from what I've looked at between injuries are worse on artificial than real. Um, injuries are going to happen. It doesn't matter what you play on. But, you know, the safety is the first thing we want to see. And then the, the, the turf is way less maintenance. I mean, I think you get it redone every six, eight years, you know, with yeah, the pellets like and that. stuff. Terrible thing about turf is you carry those pellets with you everywhere you go. <laughs> I'm for sure you all know that. Yeah. They get everywhere, don't they? Oh, and your eyes and your shoes everywhere. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you're playing or not. If you're just down there and you're getting it on you. How much do you think, you know, high school athletics, how much do you think things have changed, I guess, over the from back when you were playing to now? Like, what, what are some of the biggest changes you think you've seen? I know all the artificial stuff and, all, you know, the equipment and all that, but what do you think are some of the biggest changes that you've seen in the last couple, couple decades, I guess? The athletes. Like, mm-hmm. they are – there's so many outside training things, and there's something going on year-round for every – even if you just focus on one sport, it's it's about year-round. And um, all that training and all that work is just uh, producing some studs, male and female. Like, they're really – I mean, they can get after it. And I've seen it where, you know, I, mean, I think Chad and I have talked about it before, you know, people are in a rush to get their kids in competitive, focusing in on one specific sport, but – at the same time, um, they said something like 90% of the players that were drafted in the NFL draft played multiple sports growing up. I agree with that 100%. I have, I've been a proponent for forever. I've, I, from my DeSoto Central days to right now, play everything. I know it's hard to do, but, you know, you look back and, like, I tried out. I told um, – I used to always tell the kids in middle school, I tried out for basketball. I've been this size and I was six – Sixth grade, so <laughs> I kind of grew up, and everybody's like, "Oh, he's gonna be a monster," and then he just stopped growing, <laughs> except for out. But yeah. he, um, they—I don't know. I want them to play everything, be involved in everything. I mean, the the more you do, the in this school, the kids are really involved. They want to be in multiple sports. That's a good thing. Well, and I think that what that what I've heard more than anything, it, you know, one is the athletic side of it that your body's doing different kind of, but also it's like, look, you might be the go-to guy at football, right? And everybody depends on you and like, you're the star guy, but on the basketball team, you're somebody that just rebounds and doesn't really do, and you're a role player, right? So you have, you kind of learn that it's not always, you're not always going to be the best at something and you've got to learn where to fit in, you know, and it helps you when, you know, whether, whether you decide to be an athlete down the road or you're, you're working at a job or whatever, you're not always going to be the boss, right? Sometimes you're going to have to be a team player uh, at your job too. And I think that's what the, that's the other part of the psychological side of it. You know, definitely don't envy coaches nowadays because I feel like coaches have so much more on their plate. There's so much more that you guys have to manage um, with players. There's home life stuff. There's 
stuff on the field and everything else. That's, I think that's a, another big part of it that's come into play, too. Do y'all, so do y'all have to do, you know, whether it's coaches or athletic, y'all do training and all that kind of stuff for just, um, you know, working with players and working with all that stuff? Is that something that y'all have to jump into as far as just handle it? Like it's, whether it's mental health or, like, any of that kind of stuff, is that something that y'all ever touch on or is it I've, not really? I've noticed, uh, especially the coaches here, I – and I, I pick her out um, of the pile because she – it's been hot and they hadn't had a mm-hmm. place to go as much. And uh, Coach Witten, like I noticed uh, – I watch them in basketball practice at the same time and we all have to share right now space. But she's she's real close with her players, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, Coach McCann's close with his. Like they love – you know, those guys love Coach McCann. Uh, and it's just – if there's something wrong with a kid and you're coaching the team and you've got the the heartbeat of the team, you know. You know most of the time when something's wrong or something's mm-hmm. going on. Yeah. So that's kind of the way that is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I'll say one thing about at least football football Fridays is that the the town shows up. Oh I yes, mean, sir. It is. I think the first two game that first game it was. Did you get out there on the first game? Too time? hot for me on the first one. I did go to the second game though. I just took the kids to the first one, and it was it was it was hot. I had to I had to roll out about the, uh, third you, quarter. You didn't stay the whole game, man. I had to. I I know I know I'm bad like that, but I was like at least I can, at least I went. Right. Took the kids. Spent about forty dollars at concession stand. Uh, <laughs> you know, supporting the band or whatever. But the the community shows up. I mean, I think that's one of those things that you know people may not realize it, but. You know, you can go to some smaller towns in, you know, Mississippi, and, you know, sometimes the town shuts down and sometimes people don't show up at all. Um, I told uh, I told um, my wife the other day, I went down there, and her office is close to, you know, the, some of the other principal's office, and I said, I'm going to go over and turn the lights on. And they were like, it's 10 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> but I remember getting on that elementary school bus and, you know, mm-hmm. third and fourth grade, and, and, I, you know, we were a small school, but I could ride past there and I could see those lights. And it was 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I knew, oh, we're going back to school. I get to watch football, get to play football, you know. So that's kind of where I was, why I turned the lights on so early. People ask me that. So I like why. that. That's a good, that's a good story. There like, you go. my, I, know my, I know my kids ask about the Tiger game. They're like, oh, everybody, all my friends are going. We got to, you know, we got to go. We got to go. So oh, community's great, man. They, they show up and, and uh, they're very supportive of uh our band you know they are i was somebody showed me a clip i want to say it was one of the social medias i don't know which one it was tiktok maybe but the band they were i don't know getting after it i don't know what you call it (laughs) but they were doing chants or something Mm -hmm. i mean they were just as into the game as as anybody and then you know that that kind of support looks really good for the school yeah that i I will you're right about that i mean those those kids, I don't know how much how many people see it, but they're out there in the heat just like anybody else is. You're lugging that stuff around, you know, lugging your tuba around or whatever it is, and it's it's hot. I mean, it don't matter. Like it's no matter what you're doing, if you're playing the band or football or whatever you're doing, it's yeah. it, it takes some it takes some conditioning to get used to all that stuff. So we well, got a lot I th- of. I think the high school ranking just came out. You know, I think Hernando was eighth in the state or whatever. Mm-hmm. So um, and pretty high nationally. Yeah, it's yeah, two thousand. Yeah. You can imagine how many high schools in the country. I mean, it's it's a great school, great community. So it is. Well, we're lucky to have you here as a athletic director. Now you're still kind of, you know, getting your feet under you, and it's still a new a new thing. But what do you? I guess what do you see for the future of you know Hernando Athletics? And as y'all are moving into a new high school, like what you know, what what would you say are some of the goals you want to try to, you know, um, champion? I guess going forward. When uh, when I walked in Mr. Case's office. Um, you know, to talk to him about about the job that came available. I just I looked to my left and he's got a shelf with four or five state championship rings. And I said, uh, he kind of asked me the same thing you did. You know, what are, what are you looking to do here? Um, and I said, I want a shelf full of those. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's that's my short answer on that. You know, but we've got the people, we've we've got the the support in the community, we've got the kids. Now it's just time to make it, you know, make it happen. When we move over to the new school, um, I want it to be the premier place to go play. Yeah. 
it's definitely going to be the premier place to move to. I feel like. Yeah, well, you know, that seems to be the that's a you know that's a big as, as Alderman we see the the growth and that, a lot of that's contributed to the such a good school you know eighth in the state or two thousand in the in the country, and that, that's why people want to move in uh, into Hernando into the school district. So it all works kind of hand in hand in glove. That's right, Coach. Anything else you want to add before we wrap things up? No, this is uh. This wasn't as scary as I thought it would be. I, I haven't ever, uh, you know, been with the headphones and the microphones. And I've done, I, I, the only ones I've done were newspapers. So that's right. That's right. But I appreciate you guys coming by. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, good luck on uh, the upcoming football season, basketball, all the all the stuff that's going on. There's, there's so many sports going on yeah, right now. We're going to keep busy. We're going to keep working. So. Well, good luck to the Tigers out there. Uh, that will wrap up our uh, episode of the Boardroom Podcast. Can you hear that? We'll hit we'll hit you back again here uh, very soon um, with another episode of the Boardroom Podcast. Uh, we'll let you know who our guest is going to be and all that very shortly as soon as we get that person locked down. But uh, for now, I'm Ben Piper. I'm Chad Wicker. Thanks for listening. Thank you.